Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Recorded live. God bless. We welcome the young men and women God's worldwide ministry. As we have the open mic ministry, I mean the real talk show ministry tonight. Y'all gotta excuse me. I have been out today. But um, we all gonna talk on the topic about knowing your gift and how to operate in your gift tonight. Amen. Amen. Hello. 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 We all. Uh, give me a few minutes. We are. We are opening the line. Um. Tonight we're going to talk about knowing your gift and how to operate in your gift and stop neglecting the gift that God has in you. Uh. My guest tonight will be Pastor uh, Mary Jones. Are you on the line, Mary Jones? Yes, I am. Amen, amen, amen. We're going to have Pastor Robin Albright on the line. All right. We're going to wait.
God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, let the words of all of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in thy sight. God, we ask you to give us divine revelation of your word, that we may do it in spirit and in truth, that others may understand what you're trying to teach us. Lord, thank you for the understanding, thank you for the wisdom, and thank you for the knowledge. And we ask you to bless us all individually and then collectively, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Because too many of us and too many are walking around with carnal-minded knowledge instead of spiritual knowledge. Again, I thank you, Father, that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven through the ministry tonight. This I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Um, I don't know if any of my leadership people are here. I was uh, looking towards um, Mr. Albright or to uh, Evangelist Easter Williams. I'm here, Pastor um, Carpenter. All right. Well, can you just uh, give us the announcement for tonight and tomorrow? Because tomorrow we'll give the announcement for the rest of the week. Okay, just at, um, for to, for today and tomorrow. Yes, ma'am. Okay, today we're going to, um, we have the Real Talk by Reverend David Carpenter on the topic of are we walking in our gift, or maybe I'm saying it wrong, I hope I, I don't have my notebook with me. But anyway, um, we're doing the Real Talk tonight, and that number to dial in tonight was is seven two four 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 seven four four four. SS code eight four five eight nine pound one. Tomorrow evening at four PM on the um bop from the Bible Room Real Talk one oh one, um we having Sunday service as always at four PM um with Evangelist um Waterman will be the speaker. And that number for tomorrow is 712-775-7031, access code 954-773-172-POUND. Um, we have an awesome Sunday uh, Mother's Day service um, tomorrow at 4 p.m. And this is all the announcement I have for right now. Amen. Amen. We thank you, uh, Evangelist Easter Williams. Well, Tonight, we want to just talk with everybody about all the topics. Stop collecting your gifts and operating your gifts. Um, we want to sit and just talk with you all about knowing your gifts. There has been so much that a lot of us are operating just as God didn't give us. And tonight we want to just bring into knowledge on how to know the gifts that God has given you and not and not operating in the gifts that people have told you that they see that you should be in. Mm-hmm. And tonight we want to we want to sit and talk with um Pastor um John out of um, Milton, um, Florida. And again, we thank all y'all for being with us. This is an open forum, so you can ask any questions and respond to anything that you have heard 
It has been spoken of as non-biblical. We're just waiting to a respond from Pastor Mary Jones. Knowing your question. Well, well, we, we want, want to put this question to everybody. And let everybody know you. My name is Pastor Mary Jones. I'm in Milton, Florida. And I am... We thank you for being with us, Pastor Mary Jones. Um, one of the things we would like to say, in First Peter, it tells us that each of, that each of us has received a gift from God and used it to serve one another, a good steward of God, very the great. Why do we... Why are we having such a hard time acknowledging the gifts that we have? Pastor Mary Jones, that's a question to you. Why are we having a hard time acknowledging the gifts that God has for us? Some of us are having a hard time acknowledging the gifts that we have because we have allowed people to tell us what they think our gift is. And that when you operate in these gifts, you have leaders that are not willing to accept you in these gifts because some leaders feel that you are not to operate in these gifts and they will not allow you to operate in these gifts. That is a gift that God has given freely. Sometimes you, it makes people wonder: Am I really or this what God or questioning, questioning them themselves? Am I really or was I really chosen or am I really chosen to do this or maybe this is not what I need to be doing? And going back and asking God, did you really call me? Not sure of what we are called to do. That's why some people are not operating in their gifts because they're not sure of their gifts that God has called them into or the ministry that he's called them into. Well, do you think, do you, do you feel, and I want someone else to expand on this behind what Pastor said. Do you think we have a problem because we think the life that we have lived, that God has called us to move in the gift that God has called us to move in? Say that again. Do you think, and this is for everybody on the line, do you think the gift that God has called you to move in, that you don't move in it because you look at the lifestyle that you lived before you came into the body of Christ? Yes, I, I believe that's one re- uh, one reason. Um because we are, um, we know our gift, but we are, do not want to move from that. Some of us don't, do not want to move uh, move ourselves from the lifestyle that we're living in. Um, 
And another reason is why when we do have that gift and we tell somebody else of our gift, there um, it's a negative saying that, you know, that's not your gift. And we tend to believe that in our mind. That's what that person is telling us, that we, we may feel it. But if we're not strong enough, we'll we are allow someone to get in our mind to believe that's not our gift. Amen. 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 I, I, I go back. And I just want to give scriptures to what Jesus just said. Paul says in First Corinthians, the 15th chapter, the ninth verse, he says, For I am the least of the apostles, and am not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. And, and we sometimes look at the fact that what we've lived and what we've walked in that when God called us, that we're not worthy to walk in that call. Amen. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Is it, is it for us to validate our worthiness, or are we to really assume what God called us to walk in because he saw how worthy we were to walk in what he called us? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we really have to think about that. Uh, um, going back to uh, Pastor Mary, uh, uh, are we looking and validating ourselves as what we were to what God has called us to be? Hmm. Are we looking to validate ourselves from what we were called instead of what God has called us to? Yeah, are um, we back? Are we validating ourselves according to what we feel, or should we validate ourselves to what God has called us to be? Pastor, the the question is, all in out, no. The reason why I'm saying that is because God, from the foundation of the world, has already ordained us in our call. And the scripture said we are supposed to make sure that that call and election is real. That means that I need to know in myself that this is what God has called me to do, regardless of what anybody else may say. If I know God has called me to preach, and somebody will say, well, uh, I don't think you're a preacher because you don't have a four-wall church or, or you're not in a building or place. But that doesn't mean God didn't call me to preach. So I look at that person and tell them, you can say what you want to say, but I know what God called me to do. I'll be steadfast what I know God called me to be because in grooming me through the years of my life, this is what we have to Every trial that we went through, as children coming all the way up until we got saved, God was using every point, every heart, every pain, every aspect to get us ready for what He has called and chosen us for. If we can take a look at what our back life was and say, okay, and then look at it says we're supposed to make sure of our election. 
when we do that and look at the word and go through what we have gone through, then we can say, this is what God is getting me ready for. This is what he told me to do. So, yes, I am validated by God. I don't have to worry about man. All I have to do is stay flat-footed and stand on the word and say, that's it. God showed me. I okay. have to do myself, and that's what he said. He didn't do it. We didn't do it ourselves. Well, let me ask you this, Pastor. Let me ask you this. Okay, God called me. What validation do I look at at the calling that God called me? Because, you know, I know when I got called as a minister, I was like, uh uh-uh, uh, uh uh, I don't want to talk to these crazy people that you got. Because. They're going to look at where I came from. They're going to look at my lifestyle. How do I walk in the validation of God and knowing that this is what God called me? Because there's so many of us that are walking and in, in validating ourselves, ourselves, not God validating, but validating ourselves and what our peers have told us that we should walk in. So how do I validate myself in the calling of God? Um, I want to read um, us to go over. To, um, a lot of people um, cannot validate themselves and in, in not walking in um, the gift of God that God has called us to do because I want to go over the Second Timothy, the first chapter, the seventh verse. Um, second Timothy, the first chapter, seventh verse for those up because I think it's, a lot of us don't walk in our gift because of fear. Amen. And it says here, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Paul gave this scripture to Timothy right in the midst of telling him to stir up his spiritual gift to testify for Jesus Christ. And for what I'm reading is that Satan doesn't want you to use your spiritual gift. He doesn't want to talk about Jesus. Man. So therefore, it's a lot of us don't uh, walk in our spiritual gifts because of fear of what Satan had placed in our mind. Like I just said um, um, before, it's about 80% of Christians today that are, are, are pressed by spirit of fear. And like Proverbs 11.9 says, through knowledge, the righteousness will be delivered. We need the genuine knowledge of God to be delivered from the spirit of fear. So it, people have their gifts, but it's the, uh, one, uh, one reason is this, um, the fear, the, uh, the fear of it. Amen. Amen. So, okay. So true. Okay. Let me, let, let, can I use myself as your mind for a minute? Mm-hmm. When God called me, and he called me the pastor and teacher, that I couldn't understand it, okay? But the evidence of God calling me, he made me a school teacher, which I never went to college. For, I, I got a BA in business. I don't have a BA in teaching. But he called, but he showed me by letting me become a substitute teacher to eventually become a teacher and teach from elementary school, middle school, and high school to let me know that he called me to be a teacher in the body of Christ. Do we, 
do we take the time to look at the evidence of what God calls us in? It's like a lot of y'all uh, are called to be speakers in the church. And I think that God gives you the evidence and what he has called you to be by doing those things before you walk in the initial position that he called you to uh, be in. Do you think that we that we we don't look at the evidence and we bypass it? That's to you, uh, Pastor uh, uh, Jones. As he said, some of us bypass it. Do we? Do you think, Pastor Jones, that we bypass the evidence? of God showing us what we walk in, because a lot of people come into church, and a lot of the things that we, that God called us to operate in, we were already operating when we was in the world. And when we came into the church, he just ordained it for us to walk in and being in him. But then we overlook it because of what people told us that we should be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm making some sense to everybody. That, yeah. that, that I, I, I could be a server, I could be an encourager, but when I come in the body of Christ, everybody tell me I'm an evangelist or I'm a pastor or I'm this, and that's not what God called me to be because he showed me in my lifestyle before he called me into the body of Christ that this is who I am. The scripture says, gift makes room. The gift will make room for you. Well, I, I, I understand what you're saying about the gift make room, but how do I identify my gift? You understand? This is where I'm at because a lot of us have not identified it because of what people told us our gift right. was. Right. You understand? I got to I, I, I just let me give you this, and I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let everybody talk. Whoever want to say something, but I got a nephew that. From little kids, we used to go to church dressed up, and they like, oh, look at the little preacher. He's going to be a preacher. Look at that. And he grew up thinking that he was going to be a preacher, but that was not his calling. Because of what people told in him. Spoken to his life. Spoken to his life. A lot of times people throw stuff into our spirit that we yes. are wanting, but it's not the thing that God has given us the evidence that we are, and we look over that evidence to be what somebody told us that we are. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because all of us ain't preachers. Every evangelist, every prophet ain't no preacher. They're prophets and evangelists. They ain't no preacher. The evidence, uh, Pastor uh, Carpenter, for me was, in my neighborhood, when I grew up, one of the neighborhoods I grew up, most of the children, parents didn't allow them to go to church. So I have to say it was God. And that's the only way I can explain it was I would attentively listen to my Sunday school lesson, learn my Sunday school lesson, and attentively listen to the preacher. 
And and I'm talking about here's a a 9-year-old, 10-year-old, 11-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 13-year-old girl sitting, doing these things, but not understanding what was happening to me and what God was grooming me for. Because in the world, that's what I did. I, on Monday morning, Monday evening, I mean, I should say, after we got out of school, got our homework done, all the kids that wanted to met at my house. I would sit up the pulpit. I would sit up. No, I would start with the Sunday school lesson. When the Sunday school lesson was over with, I put me all a little thing like I had a pulpit. And word for word, I can preach with that preacher preach. I didn't understand what was happening to me until now. God showed me. I was grooming you then. You just didn't understand it. You were just mimicking what you thought you were mimicking. My gift to teach and to keep is what I was taught. What my gift is, is to teach and to keep. So this is how the evidence for me was, this is what God has called me to do. I bypassed it, yes, because I didn't understand it. But revelation knowledge now lets me know that's what I was filming you for. And this is what we have to look at. The things that God, as you say, we pushed aside the evidence. But now as we're getting older in Christ, as we're growing in Christ, God, if we are spiritually stand spiritually connected to Christ, God and the Holy Ghost will show us what God was doing with us at this time, that time, like you said. He showed you a picture. You didn't think that picture had any meaning at that time, but guess what? You got revelation knowledge of it now, of what it really meant. Amen. 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 So, uh, so anyone on the line, I just like to to ask y'all, um, how did you recognize the evidence of God calling you to be who you are? Say that again. How did how did you recognize the evidence of God calling you who you are today? in the body of Christ. A lot of us walk in titles. Are we, how do we get confirmed in our spirit that this is who God calls us to be? <laughs> Amen. There's a lot of people that feel confirmed in what God calls them to be, but there's no true evidence in their lives and walking what God calls them to be. I'm a, if I'm a prophet and I prophesize, but people have never seen the thing that I prophesize them come to fall, am I truly called to be a prophet? No. If, no. If, I'm a pastor, if I'm a pastor and I'm pastoring people, but people have never seen the ministry of pastorship being covered by them or, or embracing their lives, that there is a change coming in their lives, Am I, do they, do, is that the evidence that I'm truly a pastor? That's true. You know what uh, I'm saying? Can I, 
Can I talk to you about your marriage or your relationship or your life and walk it as a pastor? But what I'm telling you, never comes the phone to bring you to walk in the fullness of what God has told you or showed you the position that I am that is comforting to you and walking in who you are. Because I have a lot of people that are in ministry on other people, and they call me and get more comfort in me than they get in their own pastor. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because the man, the the everybody. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The the woman that you're sitting in that you don't even feel comfortable to go talk to them as being your pastor. Is that truly who God called them to be? Because if I'm your shepherd, you should be comfortable in coming to talk to me about anything. That's true. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I think that when you walk in any any gift that God has gave you in the fivefold ministry or the nine ministries of God, that if I'm if I'm one to lay hands, that you're comfortable about me laying a hand on you. You if you're not, is that my is that truly my gift? Mm. That, that when 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 the church service ends and we come at the end of the message and we come to altar call and I get ready to lay a hand, you say, No, 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 don't touch me, uh uh-uh, uh, go on to somebody else. If that is my gift, you would not be esteeming me or pushing me off because your spirit would know that is the gift that God gave me, right? Not always necessary, Pastor. Because okay. you've got demonic spirits that won't let you touch them because they know if you touch them. Look what the swines did. The swines okay. knew who Jesus was. They didn't want him to touch him. They told him, don't, don't, we'll go. You ain't got to call us out. We'll go run and kill ourselves. You got people in that same way. There's people that will not allow you to touch them because the demonic spirit that's in them know that they will get delivered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They're not going to make it seem so obvious that I know what will happen is Pastor Carpenter with his anointing laying on hands or mm-hmm. evangelist so-and-so, she lay hands on me, I know I'm going to be gone. So instead of letting her lay hands on me, no. I just say, uh-uh, no, can't, mm-hmm. don't want you to do that. Yeah. You can't do that. Not today. I ain't ready to leave this body. But okay. the pastor then... Okay, I understand what you're saying with that, but I'm talking about me knowing, me knowing my gift. That I got, I, I, I get up, and there's 20 people come up, and out of 20 people, none of them want me to touch, touch them. Is that, that, is that giving me evidence of the gift that I got? Because the evidence is going to give me out of 20. If, if five or six don't say touch them, I know where they at. But the other 15 allow me to touch them because their spirits come in agreement of who I am. Yeah. I need evidence to know who I am. Because God is not letting me 
stand in front of a church, and if 20 people don't let me lay hands on them or let me pray for them or intercede for them, then I know that it ain't what God called me to do. How about if those 20 people is not saved and all of them is following the devil, if those 20 people is not, um, is, is, uh, even if with some saved? How about those 20 people is not, um, they just want to live in their sin, but they don't want you to touch them because they, Satan has his followers too now. Um, okay. You have to have the gift of discernment. Because if 20 people is in there and 20 would not let you touch them, you know that God has called you um, to touch, uh, prophesy and to touch people, and 20 people will not. It's because Satan has, sometimes Satan can have his followers in line. Okay, so, so, what, you, so what you're saying to me is that if 20 people don't let me touch them, then do I question the gift that I have? No, no because, you, you should not. Because now... Now, where's the evidence? God is always going to show evidence of the gift that he gave me. So now, 20 people ain't let me touch them in the church. Do I sit back and say, oh, no, this ain't what God called me because oh, no. people ain't let me touch them? No, no, so how, no. How, no. Verify, how do I verify the gift that God has given me? Where's the evidence? Because, see, wherever God gives you a, a gift, there's got to be evidence. So now these 20 people ain't let me touch them today in church. That does not mean that there's not evidence of you there, of of that's not what God has given you. It goes back to... How do I I assume, how do I embrace the gift that God gave me? If these 20 people ain't let me touch them, Okay, okay, um, just, I'm going to use myself for because example, um, Reverend Carpenter. In, Mar- um, in March the 6th of 2006, um, 3 o'clock in the morning, um, I, uh, I had a, 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 a spiritual um, vision, a dream. Um, and no, it was nobody but Jesus. Um, in that dream, he, uh, it was the fivefold ministry. And in the fivefold ministry, it was the word being said in that vision, in that dream, go out into the byways and highways and bring them in. And that morning, all day, I couldn't get that thought out of my head. Uh-huh. And so, therefore, I didn't, I was just not, and, uh, you know, just hearing this. So I just sat up in church and I told my pastor about it. And he said that, um, no, I thank you. Um, you they, it was a mistake. You may thought you dreamed that and that that wasn't your calling or whatever. And I, and I started try, um, believing that until all, um, God started dealing with me. Yes. So I'm still hearing that voice saying that go out into the byways and highways and bring them in, bring them in constantly. And I was sitting up in church beyond the walls, not doing anything, Um the walls of the church, and all of a sudden, one day it hit me that I need to get out of there because evangelist is not about waiting to be preached in the pulpit like I thought it was going to be. It's about going from beyond the walls of the church. Yes. Whenever I went in the stores, whenever I went in different places, I didn't have to go to people. People came to me and started about their situation 
and their problems. And I was sharing my situation and problem with them. So therefore, I right then I knew what God was telling me to go out into the byways and bring them in, just like in my community. Um, um, in my community is 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 so many um, teaching of of getting them straight. For so whenever they go to their church, they would know the word of God. So that's how I know it was my calling when Jesus' uh, word and His Spirit were constantly telling me go out into the byways and hedges and bring them in, byways and highways and hedges and bring them in. But if I were to sit there and stay stuck in church and listen to a negative remark that Jesus didn't call me, that's not my calling. I would have been lost if I didn't have the Holy Spirit of Jesus constantly, that voice in my head saying, that's my gift. Amen. But 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 then, then I look at what you're saying to me, Evangelist, is that God showed you the evidence because yes. he showed you the evidence outside the wall. Right. And what you watch in as an evangelist, evangelist is one of the evangelists, those that are not in Christ Jesus, so they will be drawn to you to become and understand about who he is. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That, 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 that what you were told inside the wall by a leader mm-hmm. and um, that God gave you the evidence outside the walls of who you really were. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And that was the evidence that people came to you and wanted to talk to you to evangelize them. Right. You know what I mean? And that lets you know that what he called you to be is who you are. Amen. Because he gave you the evidence that what a man told you that you might not be. Uh, I don't know, is uh, Pastor Albright on this line? Well, even with Pastor Albright, she was a minister, and uh, and pastorship was a calling on her life. And her pastor kept telling her, no, you ain't, you're not that, you're a minister, you yeah. ended up with me. But mm-hmm. yet, she, uh, she um, walked in the gift of pastorship because she was pastoring people outside the church. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, and woo, y'all, y'all can say hallelujah after that because a lot of y'all don't walk in that. Sometimes your pastors are jealous of the anointing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Glory to God. And, and we got to understand that sometimes people in leadership will will hinder you from moving in your yes. gift. Yes. And I'll say it again. Yes. Yes. Will try to hinder you from moving in your gift because they see the power of the gift that God has in you. Yes. Amen. And I can say that me being a pastor, uh, 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 walking in the fivefold ministry, that all of y'all know me, I do not esteem y'all from being who God called y'all to be. Mm-mm. No. Thank you, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to allow you to exercise the gift because I believe that a man or woman in leadership is the, is the door to ex- letting you exercise the gift that God has in you. Well, it's greater than mine. You may, you may be able to bring more people to the ministry than I can. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I'm upset about that. I need the joy in that because whoever God made me to be, you know what I'm saying? You're able to walk in the vision that God gave me to walk in as being partaker of that vision. I am. Uh, hmm. Amen. Uh, amen. And I just, just said, you not, you never let to let people hinder you from being who you are. That's true. Amen. And, and you need Amen. to join people that allow you to be who you are. Amen. I I, I have a joy in all y'all that are part of, of the ministry that God gave me and the covering that God gave me to be over y'all and whatever aspect of ministry that you're walking that I allow you to be who you are. I don't I don't hinder nobody to come on my line or come in my ministry to be who they are. Because you know what? Whatever vision God gave me, he said in Habakkuk, write the vision down and they may be able to run in it. Amen. Hey, you may be able to go places that I can't go. Amen. Amen. But a lot of us today are letting people in leadership hinder mm-hmm. us in the church to be mm-hmm. who we are and we can't move Amen. because us from moving to be able to elevate the ministry that God gave us. So true. God said that we should work with one another. So true. God said in his word that he gave the gifts unto the church to edify and lift up the church. But yet, yet we sit today and there's a lot of people on this line that are not able to operate in the gifts that God gave them under the ministries that they walk under. So true. Amen. And that's what this call is about tonight. I want you to know your gift, and I want you to be able to learn and to be able to operate and not let nobody sustain you or hinder you from being who God made you to be. That's right. The devil is a liar Amen. now. Mm-hmm. Amen. And God told us in his word, put no trust in man. In Romans, 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 how do we, how do we, Pastor Jones, find the strength to walk in the gift that God gave us, no matter if our leadership has hindered us from walking in that gift? What do we do? Repeat that again? Because you're going to make me go deep, and I want to hear it again. How? I'm saying, how do we... Has seen the walk in the gift that God gave us, even though our leadership is trying to hinder us from walking in the gift that God gave us. The Spirit and the Word of God say, It's better that I obey God mm-hmm. than man. Amen. Man. The Word said, That's it. Bottom line, top line, side line, no line, in line, out line, deep line, and the Word of God said, 
it's better that I obey God mm-hmm. than man. Mm-hmm. So to walk in my gifts and to stay in my gifts, I better obey the Spirit of God. If he tell me I got to go over here and preach, he gave me an assignment over here. He told me to go lay hands on that person over there so they can be delivered. I better obey God. Whoa, yet my don't. And if you are wondering and if you feel like you can't, you better start turning your plate down and laying before God to give you the strength to overcome that pressure that you feel and you know you're going to be feeling it from your leader. God says it's better to obey me than man. Amen. 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 I want want everybody to hear that. We thank you, Pastor, because that is what it's about. It ain't about man. It's about God. That's right. It's about God. And if somebody is hindering you, you need to move from being under them. And you need to move to a place where you can freely use the gift that God has given you. Yes, yes. So I'm telling anybody on this line tonight, don't let man hinder you from being who God called you to be. Thank you, Jesus. Because it's important that your belief and your faith in God God said sometimes you got to step out on faith and what right. you want to right. so That's true. the only way Peter did. Peter got out the boat. You better get out that boat. You better get out the boat. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. You also is now in 12 and 1. Now I can send the spiritual gifts.
There's mm-hmm. people that are apostles and never set up a church, but but they walk in the the, the, the title of apostleship and never. An apostle is one that is established and put into fold what God has given them to. We recognize people that are apostles and they don't have no church. They don't have no other ministries outside the ministry that they have accepted. There's people that teach and say they call the teach and can't teach you nothing. <laughs> and, and, that, and, 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 and nobody gonna say amen. I'm gonna say amen because amen. I said amen. Everybody in leadership is not a teacher. Amen. There's people that are evangelists. And never step out bring people into the church to be saved. Mm-hmm. We need to look at um, one thing. If I know um, as an evangelist, because I possess a burning desire and, and, and people's soul to tell them the salvation of, of God, even to myself. But if Amen. I know I'm, I'm, I'm bringing them into a church of 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 um, of hurt and pain more than they they have um, went in. Um, w- uh, which they already have released some of, of, and if I know of a church that will will teach them the wrong, teach, teach and preach them the wrong thing to be hurt more, and with their sharp tongue of of not, um, it's not the word of God that God is is um in the book. I'm not taking people in there to 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 be hurt more than what they have been hurt. Amen. Um, before they. Amen. Um, got established when I got them coming into the world, into the word of God, and I know of a uh, 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 people, a preacher, that people have come out the same way they came in. I'm not taking them there, but I will take them to a church of love that's preaching about love, the preaching about the word of God, but not to be throwing slang, which is not in the in the Bible, to make them feel bad in what they're, they're have been, uh, supposed to be delivered from. Because as a pastor, a pastor is normally the head of a um, um, the church, he's the spiritual leader and care for all of his people on an equal basis. He's there to encourage, counsel, motivate, and discipline. There's a, um, a, a godly pastor will show very good leadership ability. And those with doctorial, nasty attitudes do not possess the gift of a pastor. Amen. Amen. And, and I want to just, just um, elaborate on what Evangelist said. Do we understand the fruit of the spirit of what a what a person in leadership is? Have we been taught about the fruits that you should bear? It says that it says in the word that you know a false prophet by the fruits that is bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one thing I think that we must understand that to the fact that we need to know. If you're walking an evangelist, you should bear the fruits of an evangelist. If you're walking as a pastor, you should bear the fruits of a pastor. If you if you're walking as a prophet, you should if you should bear the fruits of a pastor, of a prophet. Do we understand the fruits that they should bear to know whether they are true or they are false? Mm-hmm. Amen. 
Because the only way we're going to know if they're false if they're not bearing the fruit that they should be walking in. Am I right or wrong, Pastor Jones? Am I saying the truth? That we should know each other. We should know everybody in the fivefold ministry according to the nine gifts of God that they should be able to bear the fruits of that gift. Yes. Mm-hmm. If, I'm, if I'm a healer and I'm touching you, you never be healed. Am I bearing the gift of healing? If you're not bearing, no, if, if 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 I pray for you and you're never healed, am I bearing again? Come on, y'all talk to me. Am I bearing again? If I'm an evangelist and I'm not bringing you into the door of salvation, am I I'm, I'm, am I bearing the gift of uh, of an evangelist? Because there's a work that comes with me bearing the gift of that work. And we need to be need to be able to look at the fruit that are bearing in the gift that we call ourselves walking in. We go we we'll 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 look at we'll look we'll look at I'm going to go over to it right now. Give me a minute. What are you looking for, man? I'm looking for the kindness of God. The hope. And here, kindness of God. Tonight, God, this is a gift of wisdom, this is a gift of faith, this is a gift of healing, this is a gift of miracles, this is a gift of discernment, this is a gift of tongue, and this is a gift of interest. Now, if I say that I can interpret gifts, I can interpret the tongue, but yet, all of y'all are speaking in tongues, but I can't interpret them. Am I bearing that gift? If we all are speaking in tongues, are you bearing that gift of um, interpreting what we are That's saying? Right. Because the Bible says that when we speak in tongues, there it's should be an interpreter right. in the church to verify the, 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 the speaking of tongues. And yet we, we're in the church, and there's a lot of people speaking in tongues, but there's no interpreter. I don't think that God, hallelujah, who he is, will, will let everybody in the church be speaking in tongues with no interpreter or what they're saying. We got, we got people that preach before us and be preaching and start speaking in tongues and can't interpret what they just said. So there should be somebody in the church to interpret what I just spoke in tongues about unto the church. 
Am I really speaking in the tongues of God, or am I speaking in the tongues of man?
But um, when people speak, um, have the gift of, ter- of of speaking in tongue, um, and they don't have an interpreter, so where does where does that come from? Well, that comes from the edifying themselves up to God, but it's not a word unto the church. The Bible says that those that speak in tongues will edify themselves unto the grace of God. Mm-hmm. And that what is unto the church is there will be an interpreter to interpret the tongues unto the church. I think that sometimes some of the people that are interpreters are, and we can go back to the word that you spoke, are in fear about releasing what God has said because they don't think people are going to believe in them. True. Amen. A lot of us that are walking against the God sometimes fear people about not believing and who God has called them to be. You, you you think about when you first got called to to the or to the gift that God gave you, that it took you a while to want to stand up and acknowledge who you are. Oh yes, oh yes. Because the first thing you think, I'm gonna get up and I'm gonna say this, and them people ain't gonna believe it. And it's not about uh, anybody on the line. I'm trying to tell you, it ain't about them. It's about God. Don't worry about what they believe. Exactly. But but if you believe in what God called you to be, walk in with your belief in. That's right. That's right. Amen. And I That's did have that fear. Um, when when something was down in my spirit and and I knew um, it because it was God is, uh, Jesus is good and the devil is evil and I knew it was in my heart to say something that um, Jesus would put in my spirit to say but I sat right there because I felt like oh I'm going to stutter on this word I'm not going to say the correct word because people is going to look at me like I'm crazy all kind of the devil has all kind of thoughts in our mind not to get up and, and um, um, state what Jesus has placed in our heart, and those things were going. So I just sit there, and therefore I miss my 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 blessing of of my gift that what God uh, Jesus has given me that night. And so guess what? Somebody else got up and said the very same thing that Jesus has placed yes. in my heart. The yes. Same. Amen. And it's the truth. Well, I belong to a church right now, and. Hey, we had a meeting, and I talked about this, and the pastor was to the point that it was on him to acknowledge about prophesizing the people. And from what I got from what he understood, that if I wanted to say a word, I couldn't get up in the church and prophesize. I had to go prophesize that person in private. And what I and what I understood today is because he didn't want to assume the gift and being a part of his ministry. Mm-hmm. Okay, who's on this line that might be a part of that church? But I'm telling you what God showed me that he didn't want to be overshadowed by God using me to give the people what he wanted in an open fashion. Amen. So he wanted me to give them in secret. 
in what God gave me. And I don't believe that when God gives me a word to prophesy to somebody openly that it should be in secret. But yet, no, because yet have the prophecy is given for God that I must be subject to the authority that I'm under. Yes. So a lot of you on the line that may God may use you to exercise the gift that you have in you, but due to the fact that the authority that you under, <clears throat> under obedience of the word of God in Hebrews, that you got to be subject to the authority that you under. Don't feel bad about it because you only be in obedience to the will of God. That's right. Amen. Amen. I love about those that have been connected to this ministry. And and, and if you don't mind me uplifting you, Evangelist Issa, I heard you last night on the line that we and you spoke the word of God, and I said hallelujah because I teach, and everybody under me that embraces the word of God in me knows that it's about the word of God. It ain't about nothing else. That's true. Amen. And I heard you last night on the subject that we talked about, you went to the Word of God. And that's all I want to teach people, to go to the Word of God. Amen. The Word of God is going to stay. When everything is gone and passed away, God said that my word word is gone. Mm -hmm. And and that's it. The bottom line. Mm -hmm. That's my so I, I, you know what? When I'm obedient to the ministry that I'm under, I don't feel no kind of way about it that I did what God had me to do according to the obedience of the word of the authority that I'm under. Amen. And I just want anyone on the line, the gift that you have, don't feel bad that you you may not be able to speak a word of prophecy openly. You may not. Uh, exercise your evangelist gift openly, but you only obedient to the word of God that is in you. Yes. Because of the authority that you sit under. And believe me, yes. they, may, they may hinder you in one way, but you know what? If you exercise what God gave you, you are blessed because of your obedience. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> And that's what this is about tonight, talking about your gifts and being able to exercise your gifts. No matter, don't let man hold you back about exercising your gifts. That's right. Mm -hmm. If you got to do this secret, you still exercise what God has given you. You know what I'm saying? And about, you see, I had to come and grow to one factor. It ain't about me being seen, but it's about God being seen. That's it. That's it. Yeah, I would love to get up in the church and tell somebody uh, and prophesize about their life and let everybody know that God is in me. But if that's not the, uh, if that's not what the pastor wants because he don't want to be overshadowed about where he is, to God be the glory. Amen. Because you know what? When I tell Evangelist Esau or I tell Pastor uh, Jones what God has told me, God is being 
God is being exalted. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. God yeah. said, make that which I do in secret. He should reward me openly. Yeah. That's right. God bless you, pastor. God bless you, leader, that has put me in that position to tell something in secret because I'm going to be rewarded anyway. That's right. Well, yes. Because guess what? You are obedient to God, not to man. Amen. You became subject. You became subject to the leader, but you still obeyed God. Yeah. That's Amen. what we're supposed to do. We are subject to our leaders, but we still must obey God regardless. And I understand what you're saying, Pastor Common, because the same experience happened to me. God told me to go pray for this person. And I'm like, oh, God, I, these people are not used to that. Uh, what am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to get out of this pulpit, go down there, pray with this person? What am I supposed to do? Uh, and I'm sitting there wondering. I mean, it, and it kept egging me. I walked in. I was like, you you said, uh, evangelist. I walked in. I walked in. People thought, well, try, I guess they're trying to figure out why I was walking and pull, walking back and forth, standing up. Is I'm I'm walking and trying to feel. The, the nudging and the pushing and the shoving and God's telling me, I said, go, go, go. You don't know what's going on. Go, go. Mm-hmm. So I had to wait. Mm-hmm. And when I did, pray for that person. The person went out under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. And when they come to, they, you just don't know what mm. you said. I said, no, I don't know what I said, but God did. Being obedient. Amen. It ain't about man, it's about God. That's right, all about him. It's about God because you know what? When I need my blessings and my healing and everything to come, I need to come under the obedience of, of Christ Jesus. Yeah. I need to become on whatever your pastor or your leader's name is because you know what? They cannot heal me. They cannot bless me. But the, my blessings come unto the Lord. They can't put you in heaven and they can't put you in hell. Right. That's it. Amen. Amen. And we have to understand and walk in, in the gifts that God gave us. Our gifts ain't under them, but our gifts are under God. We need not be, and, 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 and I want to just put this with everybody on the line. We need not be like Jonah. See, Jonah, in chapter 22, when you go read it, he ran from God. But yet, let me tell you something. Every good gift and every perfect gift that God has worked in you, he is sure to finish. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'm not telling you what the word says because God is going to hunt you down until you finish the gift that he got in you. I don't care what you do. I don't care who trying to hinder you from moving in it. God is going to complete his gift. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Be on your dying bed. Hallelujah. But you know what? God ain't going to let you die until you finish what he has established for you. That's right. Oh, true. I had, I had so much of fear. I mean, so much of fear after I got my calling. 
But what made me so strong to those who were on the line, I had to read um, um, scripture seven times that God had placed before me. In Second Timothy first chapter seven verse, but God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I had to read first John fourth chapter eighteen verse. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not made perfect in love. I had to read Psalms twenty one twenty seven one. The Lord is my salvation. My light and my salvation. Whom should I fear? Those scriptures I had to read seven times. And therefore I could fear Jesus is in me, moving in me, giving me the strength and the power to use his word no matter who don't like it. And even if I didn't like it, convict me too. But I had to get strong with the, with the scripture and Jesus' word by reading his word seven times daily with fear because I, I was very fearful. I didn't want to um, um, speak. I didn't want to do anything, and I knew that my, um, the gift God was calling me to do. Amen. Amen. And I said, that is the truth. It's about you. When it boils down to it. When it boils down to it. Oh, Jesus. It's about you. And, and one more thing I'd like to share with you all. And Pastor uh, John is that as a gift will put into place to bring order to the church. We need to read Ephesians, the fourth chapter. And if we don't operate in the order of the gifts in the church, Reverend Carpenter? Pastor Carpenter? Hey. Hello, Pastor Carpenter? He might be changing phones. Yes. Yeah. Hello? Hello? Reverend Carpenter, we're not hearing you. Hello? Okay. I want to read that one more time to you. As the gift went, were put in the place to bring order to the church. And you, we need to read Ephesians 4, chapter 12 and 13 verse. That the gifts were put in the order to lift up the church. So all y'all that, that are on this line tonight that are not operating in your gift, you hinder the people and and God and being able to be elevated in the in the spirit of God of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I ain't trying to let no man tell me what I can't do when God told me what I can do. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know what I'm saying? A lot of y'all, a lot of y'all have been calling positions, and your pastor said, "No, that ain't that ain't what God told me. You know, you ain't that. Don't let them hinder from what you know that God called you to be." Mm-hmm. 
if you got to move from that church and be able to go somewhere to be able to operate the gift that God gave you, do it. Mm-hmm. Because it ain't about them. It's about you and, and, right. and Christ oh. Jesus. That's right. Because at the end of your life, it's you that got to stand before God about what you did in your life here on earth. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. And I don't care. if a As I told, God bless, I'm using her, Pastor Albright, she was a minister. She, she, today she's a pastor of her own church. I told her she had to step out on faith in what God called her to be. And anybody on this line, whatever God calls you to be, and your pastor and them hinder you from doing it, do what God calls you to do. Because it ain't about them, it's about God. All about Him. All about Him. It's all about God. And we need to stop letting people hinder us from being who God calls us to be. Mm -hmm. Amen. And we need to look at the evidence of what God called us to be. Don't go by what people told you. Go by what you found in the confirmation of God of who you are. Yes, yes. Because I done been, I watched a woman tell a pastor, a guy, he needed to go out and start his own church, he needed to do this, and he went out and did it, and that ain't what God called him to do. And God bless her, she's dead and gone. And his church is dead and gone, too. Because sometimes we are, just need to be partakers of the vision that God has given somebody else. Yes. Because if we don't accept what, um, the gift that God's given to us, he's going to hand that gift that, we, that he's given to us to someone else. And we missed out on the gift that God has given. But we have to make sure it's not the devil that's given us that gift, but make sure it's God that's Amen. given us that gift. Amen. But if you don't I, accept this gift and just sit there, someone else he's going to give it to. He's given many uh, gifts anyway, but he will find someone else who is willing to accept the gift. And we are still living in our sin, sinful world. Because we missed out on the gift that God already called us to do, what what he called us to do. Amen. I I just want to piggyback on that. One thing we got to understand is that we need to acknowledge the gift. Yes. Yes. Because just because somebody don't let us move in one gift, we did not acknowledge the gift that God gave us. Mm Mm-hmm. Sometimes your pastor may be right. That may not be your gift. But you need to go back to God because God is the only one that gave you the gift. It says that all the gifts are given unto the Holy Spirit to operate in those that he desires for them to operate in. You need to be able to go to God and get confirmation. This is what I'm supposed to do. And you know what? When you go back to God and you find out what you're supposed to do, God is going to show the evidence of what you're supposed to do. Because whatever you're supposed to do, there's going to be a blessing. Oh, hallelujah. Unto those that you operate that gift in. Thank you, God. Yes. So true. Let me tell you, I walk in five-fold ministry. 
And it was people that prophesied to me that you're a prophet, you're a prophet. I didn't go by what they said. I took it back to God. Yes, yes. And maybe I didn't set up church, but I have set up ministries, and I have had ministries go on, and that was the apostleship that God gave me. I didn't change my name. My name is Pastor David Carpenter. It's not an apostle because he only gave me to operate in a gift, but he didn't call me to that gift. I know that is going to mess some of y'all up, but sometimes you got a lot of people on Facebook and on that were one name, and months later you understand that they done changed their name out to something else, but that ain't the name that God called them to be. God only called them to operate in that gift. He didn't call them to be that gift. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? It's just like evangelists. Could I use you if you don't mind, Evangelista? Okay. Evangelista is, is an evangelist, but she has operated to help other people move in the gift that God gave them. She is able to operate in the bit in the gift of apostleship to establish something else in the body of Christ. But she ain't no apostle. She is what God called her to be from the beginning. An evangelist. That's right. Amen. Amen. Okay, I'm a pastor. I got Evangelist Easter, Evangelist, I mean, Pastor Albright, Pastor Charles, and a lot of people under my ministry. But he only called me to walk in the office of overseer. <laughs> he didn't He didn't call me to to be the one, to be the boss over their ministries, but he Call me to be able to lift up their ministries in him. You got to understand your position, and you got to understand what God called you to be and not what people tell you to be. Because I could tell them right now, I'm your apostle. No, I'm not their apostle. I established the gift of apostleship over their ministries, but I'm still Pastor David Carpenter. Because that's who he called me to be. You got to understand your calling opposite of what he established you to operate in his ministry. Mm-hmm. Woo! I know that's heavy for some of y'all. <laughs> but um, um, Reverend Carpenter, I want to ask you something. That just just like um, my friend, the president over the committee for the um, Real Talk One Hundred One. Um, this before this was established before I met you and Minister Albright um, at the banquet last year, and she told me that um, Easter you're going to have the Real Talk 101 um, ministry, phone ministry, and right then I said, "Oh, um, Sylvia just told me I'm going to have," and she she you know she prophesied that to me at the banquet. And so I didn't think about it anymore until um, all of a sudden I got introduced to Minister Albright, and she introduced me to you. And I started the phone ministry, and I started thinking, and all of a sudden it was one night about, um, I looked at the clock when I woke up, 3.30 a.m., and I was dreaming that I had my own ministry. So Sunday, that Sunday morning, um, Sylvia, who was the president of the committee, 
She said, Easter, I just want to let you know that I was thinking about you all, um, this was on a Sunday morning, all Saturday night, and I just want you to know that, you know, like I told you um, at the banquet, you're going to have your own phone ministry. And I said, you know what, um, Sylvia, I was um, I dreamed about that last night. So this is confirmation because um, this is confirmation about to do something, but I'm I'm already on the phone ministries with Minister Albright and Reverend Carpenter. So this is also telling me that I can um, we can establish our phone ministries and come together with supporting each other and get together with each other. So th- uh, so would you call that prophesying? Oh yeah, I call that prophesizing because all it did was prophesize your connection with somebody to embrace and teach in you and what you need to do. Mhm. Mhm. See, we cannot do. Hello. Yes. Yeah, we cannot do what we need to do unless people connect me. Um, I can I got connected many years ago with a man of God that had a a phone ministry in the morning, and I became a part of that to learn what it was to able to operate in what I do today. Mm -hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's what God does. God connects us with people, and that connection, we're able to operate in what God has us to do. Amen. Amen. It doesn't mean, it doesn't... Put us in a place, but it, it puts us in a place of learning. Yes. Because I can step out and I could have jumped and did a phone ministry and a and a Bible study and all that on the phone ministry, but I I may not know I may not have known how to really operate in. It. But yet he connected me with somebody that taught me how to operate in the gift that God has given me. All our gifts, God has operated in connecting us. When we go in the Bible, we will look at Elijah and Elijah. That Elijah didn't know how to be a prophet until he got with Elijah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he said, when you leave here, give me a double portion of what you're doing that I may be able to operate in. And that's what he did. He said, if you see me, be lifted up to God that that blessing will be full unto you. And it was. Amen. And there is nothing that we do in the body of Christ that we need not to learn from someone else. That's so true. And I have I can't leave Joan um Joanne Turner out because she also prophesied that to me too as well. Um she also told me about um um the the ministry that we are going to establish. Amen. And it's just like with what Pastor um, Jones is on the line. She has opened me up to understand about um, tent ministry, something I don't know about, and I talked to her today. Am mm-hmm. I right or wrong, um, Pastor Jones? Yes. And I can't step in a lane that I don't know about unless somebody teaches me how to walk in that lane. Right. Amen. Right. Amen. You see what I'm saying? And the greater uh, that come to fold is the connection that God has brought us with one another. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That there's going to be 
a benefit of his blessings and moving in the direction that he has gotten us all in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I don't, I don't, I acknowledge her and not turn around and say, okay. And a lot of people in the body of Christ do this. Oh, they try to make it about themselves, but I don't make it about myself. I make it about the person that God taught, that mm-hmm. God directed me to, to connect to, to know what I need to know. Mm-hmm. That's why the Bible, that's why the Word of God tells us you need to know what you need to know. Yes, yes. And the only way you know is that that person in God has connected you to to know what you need to know. Right. Amen. And anybody on the line that whatever gift you're walking in, you need to you need to connect. A lot of people that are are prophets, they don't connect with other prophets to understand and grow to become a mighty prophet in God. They want to walk in what they think they know. And they do not establish any power in the gift that God has gave them. Hmm. <laughs> Amen. 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 I'm, I'm telling you, I'm a pastor. Amen. I did not know how to how to pastor until God gave me to connect with other pastors to know how to pastorship. And he let me know how he didn't want me to pastor because he connected me with pastors that were pastoring, that wouldn't pastor in the right order that God had them pastoring. And that's why I love all y'all that are connected with me because that's what pastorship is, about loving those that can distribute the Word of God. Mm-mm-mm. Hallelujah. In a ministry that somebody can be touched, healed, changed, and made, to walk in the perfection of God. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I could have did it my own way, and it wouldn't have been profitable. But when I esteem to walk in learning from one another, we need to learn from one another and how to operate in the gifts that God gave us. And when people hinder us, we need to know the hinders from the ones that will walk us in the fulfillment of Christ Jesus. Thank you, Father. Because hmm. everybody ain't about to. Some people are jealous of the anointing that God has on you. Mm. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. They'll be all right. I don't. I don't stay there. I just let them stay stuck in their their um, place because in Numbers twenty one thirty four they do not fear them for I have delivered them your enemy into your hand. I That's right. That's right. And there, there is a lot of enemies in the body of Christ that look like Christ, but they ain't of Christ. Yes. And tonight, that's what this is about. Knowing your gift. Knowing. Don't let nobody tell you what it is. Go to God. God is the only one that can tell you what he called you to be. There is nobody that can establish who you are but Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. There ain't nobody. I don't care what your pastor told you were. I don't care if somebody came and prophesied to you who you are. You need to go to God to get confirmation of that's who God called you to be. Amen. A lot of us are walking in things that we never went to God to get confirmation. 
Mm-hmm. But you know what? When God gives you confirmation, there's going to be evidence in that what he called you to be. Hallelujah. Thank there you, There ain't no man that can give you any evidence. Thank you, Jesus. Mm-mm. Yeah. He could, he could have you come and preach and tell you you're a preacher and have you preach all day. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something. One thing God says in giving the word of God, there'll be wonders and signs that follow you. If you don't see no people being touched or healed or changed in what you preach, you know God ain't called you to be no preacher. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I'm the wrong evangelist, uh, uh, prophetess. Uh, Jones. Prophet Jones? Yes. If God ain't showing you no evidence and you being a preacher or whatever, because I find there's a lot of there's a lot of people that, that wanna preach the word of God and have different titles and get up and they go on the internet and find somebody else's message to preach before the women, the men and women of God, and that ain't of God. Because if God got you, if God got a word for you to preach to a church, it's His word, not what somebody else wrote and right. and designed to preach. That's true. 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 And I am so sick and tired. You anointed. What did? What, what did? Uh, I got. I got to get to get to get to get to bring this one in since you said it. I got to go with this. Amen. There's a lot of people that Ezekiel, a word in front of the congregation because they thought it was a good word or, or Noah Jones, but that wasn't a word that God gave them. That God would establish for them to preach. Right. Before a woman, the women and men of God, He has a word that He puts inside of your spirit to be able to preach before the people of God. And saying what you're saying, Pastor, over in Isaiah 61, it says, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, and sent me to heal." the broken heart, to proclaim liberty to the captivity and the yeah. opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel. Amen. And, it, yeah. and the word that she said that the Lord gave me to preach the word. It ain't about me going on the internet and looking up what somebody else preached, but it's what God, hallelujah, gave me to preach unto the women and men of God. Because God has a word for all of us, and it's not a word that somebody else spoke. That's right, God. You know, I did that, um, um, Pastor Carpenter. I went and, and copied down what somebody else um. Um, word what they preach, and I tell you one thing: I, 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 I it wasn't no, uh, you know, no respect for people to say amen, but the anointing was not there because it was uh, it was somebody else's word that I copied down to preach, and the anointing I could not even feel the anointing from it, from because when when we're when God give us something to preach and teach to his, to His people and even to ourselves. The word is going to come out correct, and the yes. 
going to be there. When we yes. we use the word of God, what well, he has placed in our spirit to preach and teach about. Amen. You are absolutely right. I did, I've done that um, um, once or twice, trying to copy down or listen at what somebody else is preaching. And the anointing just wasn't there. And I want everyone online to, to understand, whatever gift God gave you, it ain't about operating like nobody else. A lot of a lot of people want to operate like Juanita Bina. They want to go in the church and they want to preach and speak like her. That ain't what God gave you. That's God right. gave you to be who you are. Amen. Amen. God didn't give you to go and preach a word like T.D. Jakes or Cuffle Dollar. He gave you a word to preach according to what he gave you. Mm-hmm. you know, How can you preach a word and, and let me tell you something. somebody else hey, when he, he made your, He gave you it. your own style to preach in and not a style like somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, have a, I had a friend, a uh, pastor, had me go with one of the ministers in the church when I was a part of, um, ooh, <laughs> as I was part of First Baptist Inglewood. And one day the pastor said, well, I can't go. I need you to go with him. He already had preached at the church. And when I rode with him and his wife to go preach, he said, listen, I don't know. I'm going, I'm going, I'm, we sat uh, waiting to go for him to preach in the church that he was preaching at. And he said, I don't know, I'm going to preach this style or that style or that style. And I just looked at him. And he was accustomed to preaching Noah Jones style, and he just named these people that he preached like. And I watched him. And it was all about him getting the emotions from the church. He started out. Pentecostal, he came out of Pentecostal and went Baptist, and and he went to a style that he could embrace the people to respond to the style that he was preaching in. Well, after he preached and we rolled back, I told him, you know, whatever you preach, he got upset. And I told him, you got to learn how to preach as God allowed you to preach. You preach tonight in your own style. He said, well, what you mean, Pastor? I said, you preach according to what you felt that the people wanted to receive. You preach like T.D. Jakes. You preach like uh, Lord Jones. You preach like this and that. And God don't have no style. God got a word. Yes. And he said, well, what do you mean? I said, well, God says that my words should never return to me void, but accomplish what I please in the place that I send them. When you let God use you instead of you using yourself, you will establish what God has put in place for his people to receive. Man. See, when I preach, it ain't about me. I give it to God. And I took a funny example. I said I went. I was in the church, and a woman, the pastor's wife, also woman of God, they did a sermon before I preached, and she had the people in the uproar. And I said, Lord, how am I gonna follow this? And God just said, Let me be me. Mm-hmm. I got up in the pulpit, and I said, I, I prayed before, and I said, Like I, I preached, the, I spoke the uh, words. 
that God's word should not return to your void, but accomplish what he please. I'm a teacher. I'm not a preacher. And I taught that word because I allowed God to teach it. And the people were still in the same uproar that she had a man when she preached. Because it was about God. It wasn't about me. Right. And no matter, I'm telling somebody on this line tonight, and it ain't about trying to be like somebody else, but it's trying to be who God made you to be. Yeah. I ain't got no staff. I, I done preached, and the whole child, and the whole club, and the whole church was silent, and I didn't get upset because you know what? After the, after they didn't say hallelujah, amen, they didn't run around the church or none of that. But you know what? Three months later, when I ran into one of them, they came up to me. They said, "I know you. You the pastor that preached that word. Take the mask off and be real." And he said, "I received that word. Yeah. A powerful word." It wasn't about them getting up, jumping around. It was about a word that God gave them to sow into their spirit. That's right. So I ain't, I ain't, I ain't got to be one of them preachers that get up. If y'all don't help me, I'm going to be up here a long time because that's an emotional preacher. I ain't got to worry about it. I'm just going to preach the word of God. And if you got the word of God in you, you're going to receive it. If you ain't, you ain't going to receive nothing. And anybody on this line, I'm telling you, don't have nobody else's style of ministering the gift that God gave you. Well, minister the gift that God gave you to be able to be productive and beneficial to the to the women and men of God. Amen. Your style is the style that God gave you. Yes, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, come on, Pastor Jones. You know what I'm talking about. Because your style Amen. ain't like nobody else's style. God made you in the way that he made you. And tonight I came and I wanted to talk on the subject of gifts, that you operate in the gift that God gave you in the manner that he gave you the gift of, to to man in. You're right. We have to operate in the gifts which God has given us in the manner in which he has given us, no matter what anyone else may say, as I said before. Because he called you to preach. That don't mean I can preach like you. Amen. And I hate to hear people say, man, I wish I could sing like Sister Soy. You can't sing like that person. That's her gift of singing. You have your own, find your, as old folks used to say, find your own niche uh-huh. and do it. That's what you do. You find out where God got you, where he wants you, where he's going to teach you. Because, see, God's going to teach you if you let him. If you let because him. It's going to be, there's a difference. There is a difference in each one of us. Evangelists, you evangelize. I do a little bit of evangelism. But my evangelism is nothing like yours because guess what? I'm not you. Mm-hmm. That's right. Amen. I'm not you. So I can't evangelize like you. 
People, I had a friend of mine say, girl, I don't understand you. Every time I, you go in a store somewhere, the next thing you know, we have you have a church service. Well, that's how God operates through me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you say, people walk up to you and start telling your story. You know, they got their problem, and you start telling yours, and then you look around, you got five or 15 or 20, sometimes 20 people standing in a corner, and everybody's trying to get their point here and get their story. But you're putting out the word. God has different ways of putting out the word. Yes. So, or your gift of singing, your gift of laying hands. I'm not Benny Hand. I can't be like Benny Hand. I can't get in that blow on you uh-huh. and and you fall out. That's not the way God gave it to us. So we all are different. There's a difference in each and every one of us. Yeah. We have to look inside of us and say, and, be, and not just look, but be satisfied mm-hmm. how he's using you. Be grateful how he's using you. Hallelujah. Be yeah. grateful that he is using you because he don't have to. That's right. So true. He don't have to use any of us. He can go over there across the waters and get somebody and bring them in, and they can help preach. But he is allowed us. So we have to be grateful that he is allowed it. What did you say? What did Paul say? I count it. I'll do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I count it. Thank you, God, for counting me worthy to suffer. These light afflictions. Jesus. So we have to count it. Thank God that he counted us worthy to preach, to teach, to prophesy, to lay hands where somebody can get healed, to lay hands where somebody get delivered, to be able to interpret the tongue and somebody speak it, to give us a vision and we prophesy it where the church can feel it and see it. Yes. Everybody is not going to be the same. And if you're looking to be the same as somebody else, you might as well sit down because you're not going to draw anybody. You're not going to heal anybody. You're not going to deliver anybody. You ain't going to break no yokes on anybody. You ain't going to be able to cast out no devils on anybody because it's, all these things, and Satan looking at you laughing. Look at her. Oh, she's trying to do so and so. So, that's not what my anointing is. My anointing is be me being married, the adult. My anointing comes from God, and I have to walk in my anointing with my name as Mary Leah Jones, not Juanita Bynum. Amen. 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 That's the truth. Mm-hmm. Well, tonight we, we want to thank everyone for coming on the line and being a part, and those that did share, 
and just share um, what God had to say tonight. And I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that everybody takes heed. Hello. Hello. Right, so Pastor. Hello. Hello. I'm just hoping that everybody took heed to sit tonight, and that you'll be able to move in the gift of God you in a mighty and powerful way. Amen. 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 We thank. We thank, Pastor. Uh, for coming up on here, Mary, um, we thank her for what she said. We also thank you that East the wind because I want you to be able to move in what God told you, not what man has told you, but what God has told you that the gift that God has put in you to move in. God says in his word that every perfect gift and every right gift he has established unto you. Yes. You need to confirm your gift inside of God. And Amen. with that, we're going to ask the women of God that they have any last words that they would like to say tonight. Well, we thank God for y'all. Um, as always, we thank all y'all for joining us on the Real Talk Show. And we ask y'all to join us tomorrow night as we have the Sunday service with Evangelist Easter Williams. Please join us and come hear this powerful woman of God and Evangelist Waterman that she should truly give us the word from God. We also tell y'all all happy Mother's Day and um, for all those that are in the area of Pensacola, Florida, I will be speaking tomorrow at the church. So come and join us that I will have a, uh, a word from God. With that, we thank you. We praise you and we exalt you in the name of Jesus. Uh, we're going to ask uh, Pastor Easter to give us the benediction for tonight's service. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for this powerful lesson on tonight, Father God. Oh, hallelujah. We thank you for the knowledge and the understanding of the gift that you call us to walk in, whether it should be apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. We thank you, Lord, for the many gifts of wisdom, of faith, of healing, to let us truly walk in our gift and know our gift and let no man on this earth or no one on this earth try to distinguish us from our gift, Father God. Let us not have fear of the spirit of walking in the gift that you have given to us. Lord, we thank you for this wonderful lesson tonight. We ask you to keep this ministry going on with your true word. We thank you for the past um, for Pastor um, jo- um, Jones that with, with um, that she the true word that's spoken from her tonight about her gift. We thank you, Lord, for your wisdom, 
understanding, and knowledge. As we always cross the line, faith come by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Amen. 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 You always say in leaving this line, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Everybody have a blessed and wonderful night. And you too. See you tomorrow. Good night, everybody. Be blessed. Good night. Amen. Good night. Good night.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+ plus. terms and conditions apply. See website for details.